works just as hard no matter how many people sitting in the pews. Yeah, that, that, that is a blessing to have that. Okay, here's what we're going to do. How many Chief fans in here? Yes, amen. All right, and how many Packer fans in here? All right, so what we're going to do next, next week, we're going to wear the uniform of the team that we support. Doesn't matter what the team is. Now, wait a minute now. The Packers could lose, but I still got to be brave enough to do it. She should lose. We got to be brave enough to do it. And Brother Trevor, put that on the website, please. We can wear to do that. Because with all of this stuff going on, all the stuff going on, we need something else to enjoy ourselves. And that's it. So what we want to talk about today is, and because we don't change our message no matter who we got in the pews. You know, when I first got into ministry, there's one thing that I was taught. You speak to 200 people like it's two. The 200 people like it, excuse me, 200 like it's two, two like it's 200. And so I wanted to address, because this year we want Christ Temple North to be, the, we want to be elite people. Yes. And, and we, that's why we come to this church and like I say, is we grieve and we cry, we just don't fall apart. And we have the same issues that everybody else has, because the scripture tells us that, but we have an inner power and inner strength. And this is one thing that I am pleased with that uh, I've never heard so many planes going over. Uh, this is one thing that I'm pleased with that I don't have to say to our church because, now listen to me very closely, I am, as a pastor, I am very proud of how the people in Christ Temple North are grabbing a hold of the teaching and, and putting it in their lives and expressing Christ in their life like, like no other church. I mean, I'm, I'm just excited truly excited uh, with, about you all. You all have pleased me. Now, one of the tragedies is, not here, is that in the First Corinthians 3, 1 and 3, Paul had to address this, not this church, a church like we don't never want to be addressed. Here we go. Brothers and sisters, I could not address you as people who live by the Spirit, but as people who are still worldly, Mere infants in Christ. I am so glad that you all have shown me through your situations, your trials and situations, that you're not infants in Christ. Amen. I mean, I'm telling you that. I've watched some of you bury mothers and fathers, brothers, sisters, and I've watched some of you go through some other things and you stood tall. And that makes me so proud when I, that I don't have to say this to Christ Temple North. Amen. All right, here we go. He goes on to say, I gave you milk not solid food. And he, he couldn't give this, he couldn't give the church he's talking to milk. He had to give milk. He couldn't give him solid food. I am so pleased over here that we can handle the solid food. Amen. Because there's a thing they say in, in, in the world, it is what it is. And sometimes it just is what it is. All right? But we handle it. We handle it over here, right? And he tells them, for you were not yet ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. And, and he's talking to this church. He says, you're not ready for it. You're still not ready for it. You all are, have been chewing meat for over here for years, and, and I like that, that you've been away from the milk. The problem of it is you have people who go to church who are still on milk. And it's still, if you, and, and you know, if you had to deal with a family thing, some of you had to deal with family thing, that's some of the, and you want to look, where do these people come from? Who are they? Right? 
Well, the problem of it is they might be church members, but they own milk. You see, but we over here, we're able to chew, we're able to chew it. Isn't that right? Say, Pastor, feed us the meat. All right. And so we want to talk about this, this is because you all are ministers. Okay. You all, yes, you all are ministers. The minister means just to aid another. If you ever watch a football game and somebody gets hurt, they say they're administering to that person. So you all are ministers and the way you live your life and the way you handle situations and circumstances minister to other people. Does that make sense? All right. So go ahead, please. In Romans 12, verse 2 from the NIV, do not conform to the pattern of this world. And so we're, we're, we're not worldly people. We're spiritual people, right? So yes. therefore, we're not going to be conformed to the pattern of the world. That's right. Because we're not worldly people. We're spiritual people. And we're not embarrassed to tell it. Young people the same. Young people the same way. You don't have to go along with the crowd. Because right. you ain't a part of the crowd. What's that they call peer pressure? Yes. That is the biggest lie I ever told. Ask me why. Because if it was really peer pressure, everybody would be an A student. True. That's where the pressure ought to be coming from. Right. Huh? Right? Peer pressure would be everybody's doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. All right? So we, but not us. We're not conformed by uh, our c- culture in some scriptures it says that. All right, keep going, please. We are to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. We transform by the renewing of our minds, by the renewing of our minds. We don't even think like other people think. Right? We used to think that way, but we've been transformed by the renewing of our mind. Let this mind be in you that's also in Christ Jesus. So we think different than other people. And the bad, there's a good part about it. The good part about it is it'll help you in your life, right? The bad part about it is, stay with me, folks, is you've got to deal with people who are not transformed by the ruin of their mind. And so you have to understand they can't get where you're at. All right? Does that make sense? Some folks can't get where you're at. And you can waste a lifetime, people, a lifetime dealing. Let me tell you, you can't train ignorance. You can't teach ignorance. Come on here. You see, everybody's not coachable. There are some folks that are not coachable, right? And so uh, we have to learn as we're getting transformed by the root of our mind, some people can't go with us because they have not made that decision. I don't care how much you love them. Oh, that gets, always gets quiet. But you don't understand. No, I understand. All right? There are some people that I would li- like to go along with me and, and go with this journey with me. But they're not able to do that, okay? Guess why they're not able to do that? Because they haven't been transformed by the renewing of their mind. So they still have the same mindset. So if they have the same mindset, they're going to do the same thing. You see? Brother Roger, we got to put our hope in God, not people. Do yes. you get what I'm talking about? All right, here we go. You, am I, are you learning something? And this is something you need to teach your children. After today, some of you got children, sit down and tell them, wait a minute. The crowd's not going to think like you think. If it's a crowd, here's how you know it's a crowd. When it, how the easy, if it's a crowd, it's the easy way. Yes. Period. If it's a crowd, it's the easy way. If it's hard, that's the way you want to go. Because that's where the elite people go. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. All right. So again, be transformed. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. See, I'm only concerned, and, I, and we all in here are only concerned about whose will. God's what will. God's will is for your life. Do you understand? It's, God, it's all about what God's will is. When you get the mindset 
of Christ, then you are ready to do what God's will is for your life. Listen, there was a time when we were a stronger people. I'm not talking black and white. I'm talking about Americans. Uh, we were a stronger people. But we have been watered down to the point that we don't even know. You don't even know what this country is all about. Right. It ain't got nothing to do with Trump. That's right. That's right. All right? And God's will is good, pleasing, and perfect. God's will is good, pleasing, and I, I'm going to pound you with this word. God's will is pleasing. Huh? Good. It's what? Good, pleasing, and perfect. And perfect. And that's what we're doing. We are what? We are striving for perfection, and the word, we'll catch excellence. That's what we're trying to do over here. That's what you need to talk to your children about it. All right? No. You should be striving for the A's pluses. I think they still have A pluses. I'm old. All right. So you should be striving for the A pluses. You see? Now I don't want to get the kids in trouble. Uh, Christians can't be average. Okay. <laughs> Again, from the passion. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you. Don't allow the culture around you getting caught up in the opinions of the culture. You know, I never would have thought today, you know, the culture dropped their pants. And folks started walking around like that. Isn't that something? Wait a minute, can I go there? So you can go there, Pastor. Go there, Pastor. And parents let their kids do that. Christian parents. Yes. Culture doesn't tell me how to dress, how to walk, or how to talk. Am I all right? Okay. Be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit. I'm inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit. There's only one culture. There's Holy Ghost culture, righteous culture, the culture of perfection. Does that make sense? All right. And that transformation is a total reformation of how you think. It's, it's going to change the whole process of how I think. Do you make, am I making sense? Y'all need to talk back to me. Yes. You see, how you think is going to be determined of who is your master. That's right. Let me do it this way. How you think is going to be determined by what spirit controls you. How you think, you remember, who you're listening to. That's right. Who's in your ear. That's going to determine how you think. All right? And this will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life. And, and see, God's will is for me to live what kind of life? Beautiful life. What kind of life? Beautiful life. What kind of life? Beautiful so life. So this is what God's will for me is to live a beautiful life. So why would you let ugly come in? You can say amen to that. Amen. You see, I want to live. I'm living a beautiful life. It works. You ought to live in a beautiful life. You're getting your food, your spiritual food. Some of you are going to stop by whatever you stop by and, and get your hot wings or whatever you're getting ready to deal with. You're going home and, and watch the Chiefs and the Green Bay Packers and all this stuff and nice homes. You got jobs. You got, that's a beautiful life. Right. Amen. And if anything comes in, intrudes in your home or in your family or somebody in there, you got the power to get that demon up out of that. That's right. Because it's a spiritual thing. Yes. All right? Besides a beautiful Somebody say this, say this to me. Life is beautiful. Life is beautiful. All right. But also be satisfying and perfect in his eyes. And see, we want to be satisfied and perfect in whose eyes? His eyes. So why are we trying to please our peers? That's right. We're trying to please our classmates. What's, what's up with that? You know? God is pleased with me. See, see if I please God, I'm going to please my parents. 
we got, they teaching them back here in that class. I know Todd and them are doing a good job. They teaching them back here. here. The young lady, they call her Keisha, Nakeisha, Keisha. They, we don't, they got baptized. That was the uh, athlete that was at Perry View's Perry View, right? And it represented a couple of times the USA team of America, right? When she got out of that water, it's what she say? I grew up in this church. She said that. Y'all saw her to say that. I grew up in this church. So growing up in this church, she was telling you all there's a standard. That's what she was saying. There's a standard you got to live. And that standard is a standard of excellence. Yeah, and it's supposed to go with you to college with you. I remember when Trevor was talking to her and going to college, and he was saying something to her. She said, I'm going to do what you said. Right? So if you grow up in this church, we expect perfection and excellence. And I don't care how old you are when you first started coming in here. That's right. All right? right. Now we are told in Matthew 5, verse 48 from the Amplified, you therefore will be perfect, growing into spiritual maturity. So that's what we come to church for. We come, we ain't scared of the word perfect. We're not scared of the word perfect in this church. We're growing into spiritual maturity. That's what we do. That's what we're about. Maturity, you're going to do that. We, we growing into, that's what we're about over here. We're the type of people in Christ Temple North that good ain't enough. You see? We're the type of people that takes inventory of our life every day. We want to find something wrong so we can work on it. We're excited about spiritual maturity. We want, we're here to grow. Okay? Look at the word. There's a lot of parents in here. You, you guys ain't where I'm at. Ask me why. You ain't great yet. That's what it's called. Come on. Grand and great. Same thing. Grandpa. That means you got to keep growing from a parent because you're going to be a grandpa. Then you'll be a great-great-grandpa or great-grandpa a great-grandmother. you got to keep growing. It's not because they get older that you get there. you got to work your way to there. But it starts here. I know this is good. Yes, it is. And being mature is the quality or state of being fully developed. And that's what we over here. We're trying to be fully developed into spiritual adulthood. That's right. That's why we come over here. We come to this church because we want to be fully developed to spiritual adulthood. Next. Ability to respond to the environment. So we can, everything, no matter what the environment is, we can respond to it. Right. We're not afraid. Do you understand? All right. And also being aware of the correct time and location to behave and knowing when to act according to the circumstances and the culture of the society one lives in. We know how to what? Act? Yes. Come on here. No matter what the circumstance is, we know how to handle it at Christ Temple North. That's right. Because we get meat over here. No matter what the circumstance is, whatever we have to deal with, and stuff's going to come up, stuff happens, we know that, but we're able to deal with it. And then when the culture tries to attack us, we know how to deal with them. That's right. right? When the, the intruder comes in and tries to attack us, we know what to do with that intruder and how to handle that intruder. That's right? right? Because we're striving for perfection over here. That's right. All right. And lastly, maturity is learning to walk away from people and situations that threaten your peace of mind. So listen, we know when to walk away from people, huh? That's coming into our lives that's going to threaten our minds and our behaviors. That's right. 
That's maturity. Maturity is saying, hey, you know how that thing is? You a chicken? I don't think they say that anymore when I was a kid. You a chicken to do something. Folks got themselves broke up and in trouble. And then, and, you know, and then my day, because I'm 72, got beatings because they was trying to, you know that. They couldn't say no. So read that again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Learning to walk away from people and situations that threaten your peace of mind. See, say sometimes you need to walk away from it, her, him. Because it's threatening your what? Peace of mind. Some things you don't need to watch on TV because it's threatening your what? Peace of mind. We don't need to know that, you see. We used to say, it's called trash talking. You all are going to watch football today. You see, the reason they do trash talking is to get you focused on what they're saying and not on what you're supposed to be doing. And it works. You see, right? And next thing, you know, and, and that bread, somebody will say something to one of them and they'll push him and the flag goes up. 15 yards, that's what it costs. And then it costs your team because you allowed somebody to get in your head. That's right. And just walking away. Right. You see, I never understood, Brother Nathan, if I'm an all pro, what somebody could say to me and hurt my feelings. Right. I just say nothing. Don't you know who I am, man? Man, I ain't got time for that. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You need to learn that. Some of you get in trouble on your jobs. Walk away. Don't get caught up with some food. Get in an argument. You wind up in the office or whatever they do because you're listening to somebody, right? Mm-hmm. You could just walk away. Nobody should be that important enough to you to disturb your peace. That's right. All right. So again, back in Matthew, we need to grow in spiritual maturity both in mind and character. So in minds and character. In my mind and in my character, I want to grow into spiritual maturity. So so that means I don't let everything in my head. And I don't allow other people to determine my character. Because character is who you are in the dark. That's right. All right? And actively integrating godly values into your daily life as your heavenly father is perfect. So we put these godly values in our what? Daily lives. You see, I remember one time I thought I'd get away with it because Roderick, remember Sylvester, he knew my stepfather and family. What everybody else was doing it, oh, God, then you're going to get a whooping for everybody else. And you, that's what they said in them days. You can't say that now, you go to jail. All right, but you, uh, you, y'all know, some of y'all old folks know it. Yeah, you got everybody, so you're going to get in trouble for everybody else? That's how the old folks used to do it. You say, how many of them was it? One, two. But you know I said? Well, everybody else, because you get in trouble for everybody else. And then when, when does everybody else make the rules in his household? That's right. Okay. Now we're going to turn to Psalms 19, verse 7, from she, the voice. Oh, we wrote them right along. Yes. The eternal's law is perfect. God's law, God's law is perfect. That's why he has it. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thy mind, thy soul, and thy spirit, and love thy neighbor as thyself. If we'd done this, we wouldn't be shooting missiles and things and all that kind of craziness. And shooting people and kidnapping folks and all this. Because his law is perfect. That's right. You see? But guess where? We can't put it in schools now. We got our own laws. And you can, you can get a lawyer and get you out of that. That's right. All right. And his law will turn your life around. And his law will do what? Turn your life around. It'll turn your life around. That's why you come to church, to learn God's law. Because God's law will turn your life around. 
There are many persons this morning that's incarcerated that would, should have listened, they would have listened to this message if they'd be someplace else. Because when you break the law, you got to suffer the consequences of that. Right? And since we've got kids in here, there are a lot of young people that are grounded, is that what they still call it? That are grounded because they broke the law. I guess y'all have laws, right? And rules. Okay. All right. Yes. The Amplified puts it this way. The law of the Lord is perfect, flawless, restoring and refreshing the soul. God's law will restore and refresh your soul. And what, what more restoring is to love your neighbor as yourself? What, what more is refreshing is uh, uh, to help one another, to protect one another? You know, you know what law is it? Now, don't get mad. We ain't mad, Pastor. What law is it that when you make a commitment or a promise to death do us part and you keep it? Man, that's good stuff. You see? It's God's law. You see, people come to church and you do this and they get upset because they've been doing No, you want everything you can get that you didn't have before you got there because you got children and you're going to have grandchildren. Do you understand what I'm saying? You see, ever, I had never got in trouble ever in my life following God's law. You see, and I was arrogant enough to have my own laws. You remember I told y'all when the, when the speed limit was 55? And I looked at the sign and said, I-70, I thought it meant I could drive 70. <laughs> I'm jokingly saying that, but you get my point. Mm-hmm. But God's law is perfect. It's God's law. God's law is good. All right? In 2 Corinthians... See, see, God's law is stuff like, what is the first law with benefits? Honor thy mother and thy father, thy... Is that my law? Is that God's law? With what? I remember Reverend Williams. None of you all remember Reverend Williams. That, that was St. Stephen's pastor years ago. And he done a funeral. And you know, when you do a funeral, most people want you to try to preach some of them little thugs in the heaven, right? All right. Oh, yeah, they do. Oh, yeah. They, you know, ain't been in the church, seen the church. And they want to do all that. And they... This family was going to this church, and they brought their son in and got shot and, and killed. Now, this is years ago, and he got in the pulpit. They got the wrong guy because he was different. And he got up and said, this young man is dead because he's disobedient. Church got just plumb quiet, Brother Trevor. Wasn't no everybody was like, everybody was like, oh, my God. But it was the truth. He broke God's law. Disobedient to his parents. Got the promise. It says that thy days may be what? So that means if you don't, they're going to be what? Okay. <laughs> just to make sure y'all with it. Everybody's quiet. Just, just try to get it real. All right, Second Corinthians 12 and 9 tells us, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. That's why I love God. At my weakest moment, I'm the most powerfulest man I want to be because I get down and ask him to shower me with his grace because his grace is sufficient in my weakness. It's everything that keeps coming up in this church, the word perfect. God's, God's grace will make you perfect. All right. And being perfect is having all the required or desirable elements, qualities, or characteristics. As good as it is to be. 
That means 100%. 100%. You can't get better than perfect. I love that. You see, it, that's, that excites me. Okay? Imperfect. You, you want this, this, you want, you all going to be watching the game. You want Mahomes to have a perfect game, don't you? Yes. The perfect game is no interceptions. Right. right? No fumbles. That's what you want the Chiefs, the perfect game, right? right. And they're going to need a perfect game, right? right. And the other team's going to try to play a perfect game, right? right? And when perfect meets perfect, more perfect wins. That's how it works. All right? Because, see, praying ain't going to work. Chiefs going to pray, right? So is Texas. So God don't really, you, know, you know, see what I'm saying? So he ain't in the business because he got a better team than out there on that field. So everybody's praying. So what you prepared to do before you got there and who can follow it through and play the perfect game as they possibly can wins. That's life. That's just plain life. The most prepared person that's going to use God's law to perfection, right? And use his promises in perfection, they win. Right? Have you ever had somebody and you looked at that somebody and they said something to you and you remind them what they said? Don't y'all try this because you get struck down. All right? Because you may not mean it. I mean it. God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Heavenly Father, I want you to, I want the blessings of life like never before. On Jesus Christ's promises, life and life more abundantly, I come right now asking you to pour down your blessings upon me that I have the life and life more abundant that Jesus Christ promised. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Y'all want to know how crazy I am? I pray that. Mm-hmm. No, I go outside and look up in the sky and pray that because he said it. Why are you scared? Wait a minute. And Satan can't steal it. If Christ gives it to you, the devil can't steal it. Right? Okay. Keep living your ends meet, people. They still say that. Oh, I'm just making ends meet. Really? Get me out of that. Being perfect is also being made completely free from faults or defects. Yeah. Flawless. That's what we want to do. We want to be flawless. That's right. We don't want no deflects in our lives. We want to be flawless. I mean, that's exciting. I'm 72 or 3 or whatever I am. I'm getting now. 73. I'm 73 years old now, and I'm still striving for perfection. And I'm enjoying my life. I feel better now than I was when I was 40. You see? You understand? Because I'm living on his promises. That's right. You, all right. And it's also to leave nothing wanting. There's nothing wanting. Now, there should be more people here than me saying this. Now, listen to what I'm saying. I want everybody to look at me and say, I don't have a want for nothing. Amen. I ain't got a want for nothing. Amen. You know, I'm, I'm, now, wait a minute now. I, if I had a want for something, then I wouldn't live in life and life more abundant. Can I say it again? Yes. If I had a want for something, then I'm not living life more in life more abundant. That's right. Right? You understand? You see? Don't have no needs, but I'm living life and life more abundant. That's right. And you, there ought to be more than me in here saying that. 
You understand what I'm saying? Don't be talking about, well, I got bills. You got a job. Right. You see? Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. Imperfect is to be improved, complete, refined, mm. pure, total, great, Oh, I superior. love that word, great. Great in what? Superior. Wow. That's what, we're, that's what we're striving to be. That means we never stop working. Um, you all know, I can't think of the team now, Henry, the running back. Uh, when they interviewed him, did you hear what he said? We just got to keep working. No, I said, what are you talking about? I said, no. They were asking all them stupid questions. You know, how to, you know I said, no, we, we, we just keep working. They asked him about the next game. We got to go home and look. He said, I'll look at the game, blah, 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 have fun. But we got to keep working. That's who we are. We keep working. We keep working. We just keep working. And the more we work, the more blessings come. Amen. Just keep working. Well, Pastor, you don't understand I'm not there yet. That's okay. I ain't either. You know what that means? It's when I tell, well, I used to tell the kids when they were really hurt and running for me, they said, ooh, I hurt. I said, that's a good thing. Pain lets you know you're still alive. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, yeah. You got to keep working. And then I used to tell them, they'd be running through it, and I'd go down at the side, and especially the quarter milers, and if you ever ran one, you think you're going to die. And I'd say, I'd be telling them, hey, hey, you got to hurt, you got to hurt, you got to hurt. And there's, there's kids that's ran for me that's in their 40s. They say they can still hear Coach Phil saying, you got to hurt, you got to hurt, you got to hurt. Because it's true, you're hurting, but you got to keep moving, you got to keep working, and that's who we are. Sometimes we're hurting, sometimes it's painful, but we keep moving because we keep, you, and we hear Pastor Phil saying, you got to keep moving, you got to hurt, you got to hurt, but when you get through the hurt and the pain, that's who wins. That's who wins. See? All right. And last, perfect is an unsurpassable degree of accuracy or supreme excellence. And that's what we're after, supreme, not just excellent, supreme, supreme excellence. excellence. I, want to be, I want to be like Jesus. Mm -hmm. right. Now, he's the role model. Yeah. Now, listen, you young people, listen to me. Everybody, y'all hit them if they sleep. Boom, all right? You can have somebody to be a hero. A hero is somebody that does something that you like the way they do it but your parents are your role models. That's lifestyle. You understand what I'm saying? You see, you know, I, I loved Mike Tyson. You know, I used to love watching Mike Tyson go and knock folk out, but I sure wouldn't want him to be my role model and end up in prison somewhere, you know what I'm saying? So a hero is somebody that does something that you like the way they do it. Your role model is a person that's living God's way. Just what you just hear there. And see, and if they're a good role model as parents, we've got plenty of here. If they're a good role model as parents, you are showing your children perfection. And some of you ought to quit. It's okay. No, it ain't. It's not okay. Some things ain't okay. And you need to let them know it ain't okay. It's not okay. Okay, boy, that got quiet. There's a book some of you might want to buy. Parenting is not for cowards. Right. Mm. No. I, no, it's really a book called that. And as adults, I'm, y'all, I'm the parent in here. Yeah. I'm the parent in here. Yeah. I don't care how old you are. I'm the parent in here. Right. I expect perfection right. and excellence in this church. You represent this church. Now, you got that chief stuff on, and we'll have all, I'll have my Green Bay stuff on that. But that's fun. 
but we represent Christ and Christ Temple North. That's right. That's how it works. All right. I went to visit one of our members, had surgery on, I guess, Wednesday, I think it was. And, you know, I walked in, you had to sign in. It's in North Kansas City. I'm in the emergency room, and I walk up to the lady, sign in. Hi, Pastor Fields. I had no clue who it was. You see, but, you know, how you doing? Good to see you. You see what I'm saying? You know what that means? Can't act up. You see? Okay. Now we're going to turn to our last scripture here from Jude, verse 20 through 21 from the Passion. But you, my delightfully loved friends, constantly and progressively build yourselves up. That's what we do here. We'll continue doing, doing the work. Building ourselves up. What we're building ourselves up. That's what we do over here. All right? Yes, and build yourselves up on the foundation of your most holy faith. And by uh, your faith is going to determine what, how big and how strong you are. Right. You're building your marriages up, building your, your families up, building your relationships up, building your physical body, mental, emotional, building your finances up. Yeah. It's our responsibility to do that. Yeah. Ask me why. God gave you the tools. All right. And pray every moment in the spirit. You got to pray in the spirit. Continue praying. Continue just praying. You see, it's good, man. This is good. I'm praying. You see, now we want our teams to win, but we praying to be winners as individuals. All right. And lastly, fasten your hearts to the love of God and receive the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ who gives us eternal life. And that's what my love is, to the mercy of God. Isn't this a great lesson to have today? Yes. Isn't that a great lesson to have today? All right, all right, all right. And, and this is just it's a small crowd of people, but it's a lovely crowd of people. And we're going to, you got plenty of time, so we're going to make sure we do a, a good fellowship and a good reach out and touch and a good hug after I do this prayer, okay? Because, you know, I just feel good about the energy, the energy that's in this church. And you know what I like when I look, look around? It doesn't look like many people. This church is not this big. Uh, this church, is, we got twice as many people as we had when we first started out. But you, and, 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 and you all really got through the whatever it is, ice and whatever, and you're here to get a good lesson. So here's, here's going to be your blessing. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, by the Holy Spirit within me, I'm asking you to bless everyone in the sound of my voice above measure. Let everyone in the sound of my voice live this, life and life more abundant. Satan comes to kill, to steal, and destroy, but Jesus says, but I come to give you life, life, more abundant. We live under the authority of Jesus Christ, not the authority of Satan. And when we live under the authority of Jesus Christ, we have power over Satan. Satan, get out of our lives. Spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, and financially, get out of our lives. 
And let us be healthy spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, and financially. Let us be healthy. And let us start in today to live life and life more abundantly in, in a way that we even couldn't believe it. Let there be some miracles with these people in here. Some blessings with these people here. They're here for a reason. And they, and they came into this season of snow. And I bless them abundantly. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Bless the families. Bless the, I mean, it's just great right now to just look and, and see certain families in here. Just bless them abundantly. Love each other in here. We care about each other in here. We respect each other in here. We do things in divine order in here. And we're glad that you have a church where a pastor can challenge his members. A pastor can challenge his sons and his daughters. And they receive it and, and want to put it in action. This is what we want to do. In Jesus Christ's name, I pray. Amen. Now let's make sure. Hey, come on, give God a hand clap. No, no. Take, we got plenty of time. Take your time. You ain't got to worry about it till 2 o'clock. And, and, and visit somebody and talk to somebody that you don't usually do. Can we do that? We got plenty of room. Come on, let's go, y'all. <laughs>